How do you pay, man? Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. Well, all right. Yeah. ten grand to me. Yeah. You know, ever since I turned pro in 1989, when I signed the dotted line, it was strange. everyone to the Straight Cash Homie Podcast, episode number 17. My name is Neil Rule, local sports broadcaster here in metropolitan Detroit. I'll introduce the brains of the operation. He is Cameron Evans of the Evans Law Group, also of Pivotal Sports Management as well. You know, Straight Cash Homie Podcast, you know what we do if you've listened to this before. Uh, we take a look at off the field, off the court. More importantly, we take a look in the bank, in the checking account, the savings account, all that stuff. Everything that has to do with money and sports, that's what we touch on here on the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. Again, my name is Neil Rule. He is Cameron Evans. And Cam, you know, I just want to get right into this because this is something that is, it has become white hot. And it's been a bit polarizing as well. And and I figured it was time for us now that, you know, things have kind of settled down and now it looks like we're seeing the legal course of action that, that will happen with Antonio Brown. And everyone's got an opinion. And you're laughing right now. And Cam, it's it's funny to me. So Antonio Brown, everyone knows I'm not gonna go into the specifics of it. He's traded to the Raiders. The Raiders release him. He has some issues in training camp. The Raiders release him. The Patriots swoop in. Everyone knew the Patriots were going to take a look. The Patriots sign him. I was in Miami for the game. I was at the game in Miami for the Dolphins-Patriots game. I can look back and tell my children, Cam, I saw the entire Antonio Brown Patriots era. I was there for all of it, all three hours of it. And, And they were chanting his name. There were jerseys everywhere in Miami, Patriots jerseys. I mean, people were on board. And then later on that week, he's cut by the Patriots. And now the news has dropped. He's filing grievances. Bring everybody up to speed on the legal side, Cam. What what is going on here? What's Antonio Brown trying to do other than get his money? Well, is that th- it? That's it. He he wants his money. He he also wants to, I think, draw a line in the sand from what he thinks is the owner's um, unilateral right to cut players without paying them. Um, and. Uh, don't think he's correct in that and how he's phrased it. But this is all about him getting money and a lot of money that he has lost out on. And the question is going to be, you know, was it his fault or did the Raiders and, and, and Patriots do something that violated the contract or violated the CBA that he's going to be able to get stuff? You know, his bank account's lighter than he expected it to be. By and about $30 million. Yeah, yeah. He's, his grievances total about $40 million that he's trying to he's trying to get, and he's got grievances that he filed a couple days ago against both the Raiders and the, and the Patriots. Um, you know, and it's him having to realize that there are consequences for his actions and he can't simply go out there and act like a fool and expect there's not going to be ramifications. Ultimately, hey, maybe he'll win or something, but in the meantime, he's not playing. Uh, he says he quote-unquote retired, uh, which can have some implications on some of this stuff. Um, and, and more importantly, <laughs> he's not getting signed. No team no. is going to sign him right now, and I could see no team ever taking a risk on him given the volatility in his behavior now is to such an extent that you're going to say, yeah, it's more likely than that that his behavior off the field is not going to um, 
you know, will will out, um, you know, will shadow, overshadow his performance on the field, and it's no longer worth it. Where in the past, at some point, it's like, ah, what he produces on the field, man, <laughs> well, we can we can put up with the stuff. Cam, that that game in Miami, I mean, Tom Brady was looking to throw the ball to him, and he delivered. He did. Antonio Brown delivered, and that I went. That was part of the reason I went there. I was in Miami uh, working for ESPN, and I was like, you know what? I'm here. I have a Monday flight home, so Sunday was technically an off day. I want to go see the circus. The circus is in town, man. I want to go see the circus, and I did. And and, and one of the best performers in the circus. I mean, he's an no incredible question. talent. And if Brady, absolutely, Brady was going to find him. He, but at some point, you're off the field conduct. Is going to come back to to haunt you when you do it to the degree and uh, you know and the, on the repeated basis that that he did it and he was thumbing thumbing his nose at owners and owners don't tolerate that crap. No, they, they certainly do not. So from the financial standpoint of it, Kim, just to bring everybody up to speed, it's roughly about thirty million dollars ish. Forty million between the two. Between the two, thirty between million the with the Raiders, yep. thirty million ish, and I don't have the exact dollar figures. <laughs> Ballpark that. It's close enough. Yeah, nine, I believe nine million with the Patriots. What is it? Split up into two years. Now, now you were telling you were telling me before we went to air. You seem to like his chances against the Patriots more than you do with the Raiders. Explain that. So, I mean, the Patriots, he's got a couple different components to his grievance. But the big one is the $9 million signing bonus that was going to get paid, you know, uh, $5 million. Uh, in the in the fall of 19 and another 4 million in January of 2020 which is a normal structure for these types of signing bonuses um, because his argument is really simple is that I earned that signing bonus when I signed the contract hence the taint name signing, signing bonus, bonus yeah. right. um, which which is what I would I was always under the impression of I thought I would have thought with Oakland, as soon as he puts pen to paper. Now I'm not up on you know the, the CBA to the degree you are, obviously being in you know the, the the law field, the labor law field, the sports management field as well. I mean, obviously you're you're more versed in this than I am. But how how is this situation different from the Raiders than it is with the Patriots? Well, he's got a small component for a signing bonus out out in the Raiders that that would be kind of similar, except that it was tied to um, some workout bonuses. Um, but for the Patriots, his, his main his main beef is the nine million dollar signing bonus is that I earned that when I signed the contract. doesn't matter when it was going to get paid. Um, and there's the provision in in the collective bargaining agreement says you cannot forfeit or the team can't forfeit this type of a guaranteed payment meaning a signing bonus unless there's certain very narrow exceptions you know you're incarcerated you're refusing to play um, and so none of which applies to Antonio. And they released him, and it's clear that they released him, even though they never said why, is because of his tweets to the second accuser. Um, and they weren't going to tolerate that. Um, the lawsuit against him for sexual harassment had already been filed um, after, they, after they signed him. That got filed down in Florida. They didn't cut him then. You know, they hung on and they, they took him down to Miami to play the game. Um, so his position and there's there's case law out there uh, involving other NFL players in the past with you know judges you know in arbitration go through the system arbitration that, that says hold on, no it's a signing bonus he signed it that nine million they're not going to be able to sit there and forfeit I think he's got a really good claim on that nine million dollars now he's got some other claims um, against them. Um, uh, you know, based on you know what what he, he breach a contract, they they wrongfully 
terminated him. Um, but he, he complicates it in a way because he says, I retired. I'm, re- I'm retiring until the, N- the owners don't treat players this way. Well, guess what? The owners are going to treat players this way. You're going to be retired for a while. <laughs> like forever. <laughs> well, but not, and, yeah, and so now you throw that into the mix, and you just think of all, you know, you think, you know, locally, you know, we think of Barry Sanders, we think of Calvin Johnson, who sure. retired during a contract, and part of what they have to do is what? Repay a Signing bonus. signing bonus. Right. right. And so now it's going to be like, well, hold it. You got cut, but then you retired. You know, is that going to have an impact? Um, whereas stuff with the Raiders, his big beef with the Raiders is that um, he he got fined a lot of money, 215000 for conduct detrimental to the team. He went, and I think it was on a Wednesday, yelled and screamed at the GM, took the ball, kicked it away, fined me for it, all this other stuff. All blew up. I mean, everybody knows that it's on social media. You see what's going on. Right. Next day, he goes in the locker room. He's surrounded by the Raiders' captains, and he makes this you know, a supposedly very impassioned apology with the captains there supporting him. And the next day, the Raiders come out and say, well, that's nice. We're going to find you 215000 And we add that to the 40000 that we find you for not, you know, for missing a walkthrough and another 14000 that that we find you preseason. Well, now we have fined you so much that under your contract you signed with us, we you just voided all of your $29 million in guaranteed money. And he and he walked away from the Raiders with eight hundred sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, and so yeah, and that's that's you know, and so he says, hold it, you voided my guaranteed money by fining me so much. Release me. <laughs> the Raiders say thank you. You're right. <laughs> that's a nice gift you gave us, Antonio. We'll gladly accept it. So, You're released, and now he's saying, I'm challenging the amount of the two hundred and fifteen thousand dollar fine, because if he can get an arbitrator to say that is too much or it should never, it's not conduct unbecoming, or excuse me, contra- conduct detrimental, detrimental to the team, right? You know, then then his guaranteed twenty nine million money is guaranteed. Period. End of story. He now, would get would that, that money. be reinstated? Then? Yeah, he'd get that money. Yeah. And that would count against their cap. That would damn straight. Right. And it's got a lot of implications, and I think that's a harder one for him to prevail on because, you know, he got fined 215000 which is like 25% of a week's salary for him. And under the CBA, teams can discipline you for conduct detrimental, either fine you one week's, one game check, well, they only find him 25% of one game check, or they could suspend him without pay for four games. So I, it's well within the bounds of their finding ability. The question is, for the arbitrator that you know won't happen until 2020, is was this conduct detrimental to the club? Um, don't know how it's going to – that's a much more difficult uh, case for him to go and win and prevail on. You're listening to Straight Cash Homie Podcast. This is episode number 17. We're talking to Antonio Brown. What's what's the real implications about what's going on and what's the likelihood of Antonio Brown having success in his grievance against both the Patriots and the Raiders? Cam's the expert in this field, thinks that it's going to be a lot easier for him to uh, recoup some of that signing bonus with the Patriots uh, much easier than it will be against the Raiders. On the flip side of that coin, Cam, you look at how things break down with the New England Patriots, $4 million and $5 million in signing bonuses. This was just a straight release by the Patriots. This isn't there, – there are no – and you can, you can think what you want. We can all think what we want. But the, the facts of the matter are there were no criminal problems at this time. 
there, there, he, as you said, he was not incarcerated. He has not been charged. Uh, as it stands right now, he's not been charged with anything. So with all that being said, this is just a straight release by the Patriots. So again, me at 30,000 feet would say signing bonus. As soon as he signed the paper, he, he was $9 million richer. What... What avenue, if you're, if you're, you know, put your New England Patriots uh, home team, uh, financial advisor uh, cap on right now, what what case will the Patriots be making against Antonio Brown? They had a, uh, a provision in his contract, his player contract, where he represented and warranted certain things, um, that he was going to be able to fulfill his obligations. He didn't have any off-the-field conduct that was going to do it. Pretty broad stuff, pretty common stuff to find in player contracts where you got you know, significant guaranteed money. And he had, remember, his, his, his contract for a million this year was guaranteed. Well, he's suing for, for that, too. And so that's what you do. You, you focus on what's in the player's contract. The problem for the Patriots is that you can't have something in the player's contract that's prohibited by the collective bargaining agreement. And that's that's going to be the question. Is this is this prohibited? Um, and you think ultimately his probably his disputes with the Pats will get resolved prior to an arbitrator's decision? Um, because I think that they'll just wait until after the season to do it. Um, but Antonio's antics and position and his stance against the owners and trying to get guaranteed money and if he's able to get guaranteed money from the Raiders let's say the big stuff signing bonus is a little bit different issue it's just going to add more fuel to the fire on the next round of collective bargaining agreements because the players and the union want more and more guaranteed money we've talked about it before NFL, why why don't you have guaranteed money like you do in the other sports it's a big issue it's a big issue for the union and his players it's a big issue for the owners and the owners are going to be like hey here's here's exhibit A Here's here's why we are going to fight tooth and nail to prevent guaranteed money of any significant amount coming in as a mandatory provision in certain contracts under the new collective bargaining agreement because they don't want to put up a crap like this. And and that's the episode that I'm going to look forward to because I I have some thoughts on all of that because life is about leverage, right? I mean, that's life. In the courtroom, in the workplace, at home. (laughs) I mean, life, life is all about leverage. And to me, it all boils down to that, right? Like the player has the ultimate leverage because without the player, you don't have the game. I mean, that's that's just that's just the way it is. But that's down the road. I look forward uh, to that episode as it sits right now for the New England Patriots. Uh, they have five point seven five million in dead money against their cap this year. That's that's what Antonio Brown is costing them to their cap. I believe he he ended up bringing home something along the line. I think it was one game check, like one hundred twenty five thousand bucks or something like that. Some 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 he, similar number. He, to that. Yeah, no, he he got a game check. He had a uh, he had a roster a roster bonus. So if he was in the fifty three man roster, um, he got. Uh, I think 333000 a game. So he had stuff that was built in uh, to, to give himself. Um, but it, it's it's dead money. It's um, it, it's a mess, and it will continue to be a mess. And it's going to take probably the arbitration process, maybe not a decision to get it sorted out. Um, but the New England's not going to sit here and right now voluntarily pay him that money uh, and, without- and there's there's a myriad of reasons too as as to why New England would would go this route in my mind because number one if you just cut that check now at this point if you just cut that check then you you almost look complicit with the with the whole situation and, it, and it's very easy to pile on 
right? It's very easy to want to look like the good guy and the righteous guy and the moral police and all that kind of stuff, which I think a little bit goes into – because I think if you boiled it down and you and I and, and Tom Brady were sitting at the bar and having a drink, we said, Tom, You're would, paying. You, would you rather have Antonio Brown or not have Antonio Brown? It would take all of two seconds to answer that question. Probably. Well, yeah, I mean, probably, you know, but I think, I think, I think, I think I could see Brady coming back saying, you know, which one, which Antonio Brown do I get? Right. Pure and simple. Do I get the, do I get the football player without the annex? Damn straight. Put him on. Cause he's here to win. Um, and the nature, I mean, you got to think about it and you got the nature of the allegations that are against Antonio, sure. you know, uh, sexual harassment right. and, you know, very, you know, serious, serious, stuff, yes. right. You know, Deplorable don't know, stuff. don't know if it happened, didn't happen, you know, but you also know you, you got a situation as you said, what other else can come into play? You know, you got the owner, you got Robert Kraft out there who had his own problems, um, sure. you know, you know, down, down at the massage parlor and, you know, and his image, um, and, and what's going to happen. And there's the moral of the story with, with the, I guess the point I'm driving at is, there are other external factors that have nothing to do with Antonio Brown that are, are at, at play in this. And, that, and that's why it's so sticky for everybody involved. Leverage was a great word that you use because you look at a bigger picture and you're getting primed for a huge fight over the next collective bargaining agreement. You've got to ex- expect there's going to be some type of work stoppage. It is going to be a very bitter set of negotiations and this can be kind of the ramp up to the you know they've been doing this for a while is is the commissioner and the owners reminding the union who ultimately is in charge who ultimately control things right and that is the owners and the commissioner and right. and and the players they make this they are the product but their life expectancy in the nfl is short they don't have the leverage you miss a year of your playing career that's huge right Owners miss nine months of revenue, for and their, they own the team forever for their toy. Yeah, I mean, for you know, it's it's nobody's real it's main side source gig. of income. Yeah. yeah so real quickly, Cam, before we get out of here, um, get, you know, get the crystal ball out. I mean, how do you, how do you see this thing shaking out with Antonio Brown? How, how do you think this will play out? Uh, I think. Well, okay. Let's assume that he he actually goes through, and you get an arbitrator's ruling um, out of this. He'll win on his um, nine million dollar signing bonus, um, guaranteed base salary for the rest of the year. I mean, it is a guaranteed base salary, um, and they they didn't let him go for anything. That one's I think is certainly at play. Um, I don't think he's going to get anything from the standpoint of a you know his breach of contract and his guarantee for the next year of the club option. Um, and I can't think, see him getting anything significant out of the Raiders. Could it be a settlement situation? Uh, you know, it, 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 yeah, it could be with the Ra- with the Raiders. I cannot see the. I mean, at some point you, you come in, there's every risk. I cannot see there being a settlement with the Raiders because there's too much money at stake, and I don't think Antonio is just going to walk away because now he has to sit here and realize, I'm probably never going to get paid to play football again, and he could still, if he didn't have the off the field stuff. And what I call the antics, he could still go out and make a lot of money as a football player because he still has the talent and the skills. But NFL, they're going to be like, hands off, we're not signing them, you know. And is it going to be a, con- a collusion thing? I don't know. I think it's going to be a team's going to be really desperate, and there are desperate teams out there who are going to be willing to take a take a risk on him, given what he just pulled. 
Yeah, absolutely, and we'll we'll be there to monitor it as well. We'll keep you posted on what's going on, Cam. Appreciate you as always, my friend. Always a pleasure to be here and look forward to the uh, episode 18. Yeah, absolutely. And that will be coming up very, very shortly. Again, my name is Neil Rule for Cameron Evans of the Evans Law Group and Pivotal Sports Management. Thank you for listening to the Straight Cash Homie podcast, everyone.